Hello there. Hello there. And welcome to the latest episode of the Sift Takers Snapshots podcast. I'm your host this evening, Will Pinter. And with me, I have Mr. Tired Rich Polly. Good evening. And the silky Irish velvety tones of Colin Brown. I'm going to hang up the call now. <laughs> Hello. So. <laughs> so this uh, this episode, um, basically us three between the three of us, we play most of the factions. Um, so we are going to talk about a bit of a points wish list and what we're hoping to look forward to in January, or what we maybe think should be changing in January. So, um, seeing as you're both resistance entrepreneurs, um, Rich, I'll start with you. What do you think should go up and down from resistance? Um, I think resistance needs something to open up the faction a bit because at the minute they're pretty restricted. Um, Colm and I were talking about this um, the other day. Um, They're pretty much restricted to like two good lists and then a bunch of kind of if you're good you'll go 4-2 you might get 5-1 if you're lucky depending on matchups like quite jousty lists but quite low initiative and I think well I think that resistance just need either the cost of some of their pieces to go down um, or for the introduction of something new that um, kind of lights a fire under them one thing that sticks out is the cost of Leia crew um, she's really expensive at 19 points and she is super, super good. Um, if she comes down a few points um, or if she comes down a lot of points, if, if she gets the real points drop treatment like we've seen on some pieces in other factions, um, that could really give them like just a massive boost because being able to put that that level of power onto the table and also then be able to afford to fly a ship like Poe, um, you know, and... Speaking of the handsomest pilot in X-wing, it's a bit um, it's a bit sad what's happened to him. Um, I think there's so many other I six aces and even I five aces that just are happier than him. And in a world where you know you've got Jedi and uh, Force point um, Imperial aces um, having free access to mods and basically being immune to bumping. Um, Poe needs something um, to make him better. Push the limit is great. If he'd had his permanent Poe focus ability like he had in first edition, he'd be fine. But he doesn't. So he's um, he, he, he needs some love, I think. Yeah, I could agree with that. But compared to the other I6 aces and the, and the price point, yeah. Um, I'm a bit disappointed when you said light a fire under resistance and they really need something. You didn't even say the fireball. I can't believe you missed that pun. Um, <laughs> that shows really, you how tired I am, Will. I'm really gutted about that. But I thought that's where we, you were going with it. But no, I'd, I'd, um, I'd love to. And I was I was actually, we were chatting about this on the group earlier on today. Like the fireball could be one of those amazing little cheap filler pieces that you can, you know, stick a few of in a squad if they've got a generic and it can slam everywhere and it can have a great fun time then you know it might be it might just add that kind of dynamic that they don't have um it it's just feels like they're half a step away from being really good um and at the minute in the current meta they're just not there um but i mean if you say that i mean um colin obviously um your favorite list um five a wings that not that's still good, right? That's still viable. I mean, look at look at what some people are doing with that. Yeah, I think that is a good list, but it is also their only good list. And in regards to other stuff, I find like the A wings do a lot of the work. Like if you and 
they're only good in certain situations. Like, I don't think Poe and three A-wings is a good list. I don't think anything there can do enough when you compare it to like, the triple Jedi type of list you can get. I'd be quite interested to see if Lulo's price comes back down. Because he went up from 38 to 42, I think. Um, so him dropping two points or something could put another decent little ship back in. But, yeah, as a faction, it's kind of just like, it is a bit A-Wings, the faction. And the Resistance pod, I think, is interesting. But a few points drops on Poe and some of the Falcon stuff. And a big points drop on Leia would be interesting to see how that manifests yeah. itself. I mean, we, we have seen some good this- stuff. You know, Kalen Wong's list and, you know, it's the resistance. But do, do we reckon that's just more focused on really good pilots? Is that what it is? As in, like, the players themselves? Is, it, is, is that what we reckon? It's quite a good list. Yeah, I- but again, like, but three out of five ships are, are A-Wings. And it yeah. is, like I said, it's A-Wings, a bit resistance transport pod, and really the resistance transport pod, pod you're just talking about, Finn. Like, Finn's a good piece, so... Yeah. Go on, Rich. What were you going to say, mate? Yeah, I was just saying, there's a, there's a couple of other things. So we know the card packs with the pilot um, cards are coming out, and we know that there's going to be um, an assortment of new pilots and new things and abilities and uh, different stuff coming out. So there's a lot of options to do stuff outside of points with resistance and outside of ship releases as well. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if anything comes out there. Um, I was also just thinking that... Um, yeah, just really picking up on what Colm said about you know the successful resistance lists tend to include an A-wing, and I think since early doors of um, second edition, that's basically been true. Um, it used to be that you know you could fly triple T seventy aces, um, then you could fly triple resistance aces, but one of them was an A-wing like Lulu rather than um, three T seventies. Then it became resistance fives, and you're just increasing the number of A-wings in the list. Um, yeah. You know, the list that I did all right with with Venny had an A-Wing in it. Um, the list that Ryan Sharp won uh, a hyperspace tournament with with Venny with Stealth Device had three A-Wings in it um, flying alongside Venny. So I think you're onto something there is that the good resistance lists just have to contain an A-Wing at the minute because they're so efficient. Yeah, um, to, to a certain extent, it's, it's a low... Sh- um, there's not that many options as a faction because, you know, it's, it's one of the newer, smaller factions, so... They'll yeah. pop up more for that reason, but I think, yeah. I mean, if if I didn't want to carry on talking about resistance, that would have been a great segue into first order. But um, <laughs> before <laughs> before we move on to that, I mean, um, what? Uh, obviously, you mentioned Venny there, but we're we're seeing nothing of the Resistance Falcon. Um, absolutely nothing, um, realistically, uh, apart from the odd chewy. But you know, do we, do we reckon that's going to go down? Will that become more viable if the points go down? Or do you think that's still one of them ships that's probably still not going to see play? It'll absolutely be viable um, if uh, if the points go down. Um, you need to be really careful, though, because if you drop the points on Ray too much, then being able to load her up with all the toys to make her really good becomes really, really cheap. And I think that's the thing with the Resistance Falcon. They lumbered it with such a bad dial that yeah. if they... In, in, and, and they've brought the cards out to fix that dial, but then there's a tax on using, like, Corsella as one of your crew, which removes a crew slot that you could put something else into. Um, so there's all of these different things that you can do, all these different options that you can do. But ultimately, you know, it's 13 health behind one agility. Um, it doesn't do... In fact, no, it's 11 health behind one agility. Um, so it dies really quite quickly um, if and you get I- caught. 
And no one wants to see Bob D doing well with Ray again, right? <laughs> I mean, no okay, one wants then. to see Bob D do well, full stop. <laughs> um, so, he's all right. He's on Transformers. Um, so, so um, okay, so, <laughs> kind of, we'll, we'll jump back to the segue, call. Yeah, you're right. Um, the, uh, the the ship doesn't have many ships. However, not as many, uh, less, least options as First Order. Now, um, we know the ship's coming out um, in January, February, whenever they decide to push it back to again, whatever. But um, So we know Von Reg's tie's coming out. But in January, what are we expecting to see from the points? So last time they did a couple of small points reductions here and there, <laughs> just kind of across the board. And I might expect to see the same again. But, you know, as you were talking about with Ray you kind of have to be careful about dropping it because you could just make it a little bit too efficient maybe in terms of what you can put on it. And David Sutcliffe, recent guest of the show, did a very good blog where he kind of analysed the defensive efficiency of a variety of different ships. And the Epsilon Squadron Cadet, the cheapest TIE FO fighter, was was one of the best. Um, and we've recently seen that do well where old para what was it the Polish Grand Champs he got to the final yeah with you know the generic Ty SFs and Ty FOs and Avenger in the silencer so I would expect to see a couple of small points drops across the board but First Order also feel a little bit like a faction where people are on the verge of figuring it out and especially yeah. with something like Von Reg coming out you know another probably powerful piece coming that I think that faction is, you know, if it gets a few points drops as well, like potentially powerful in the next next season. Yeah, I mean, I, I'll be honest with you. First order is the next faction for me to move on to, um, without a shadow of a doubt. With Von Reg's tie really appealing to me. Um, uh, I don't really fly aces, as everybody knows. I fly the anti ace. <laughs> um, but um, you know, so but that is a faction where. I, I, I mean, if everyone's ever known that, if everyone's ever noticed, I prefer like the underdog lists, the underdog factions. That's kind of like if I do well, I know I'm going to do well with it. And I feel that's that is first order at, at the moment. They are like the pure underdogs. Um, do you reckon we're going to see a points drop on Kylo? That kind of relates into like wider meta things. Because, in my opinion, at least, one of the best things in the game at the moment is aces that have force so be that Vader and Imperial or any of the Jedi or Whisper with Fifth Brother you know those things are just very very good so you know Kylo like if those other ones maybe go up a bit maybe Kylo's in about the right place and if you drop them down all of a sudden maybe he comes a bit too good it's a very fine balancing act I'd expect him to see about the same stay about the same okay so no move really at first order so um, great segue there again. Um, you, you're saying force users and force pilots. Um, so let's look at Republic. Now, one glaringly obvious one for Republic, which I don't think anyone would disagree with, is Obi-Wan needs to go up in points, right? Um, but, and if anyone disagrees, they're wrong. It's the first time I've ever said that on the podcast, but yeah, fact, you're wrong. <laughs> it's, it's not the first time you've ever said that on the podcast, is it? Oh, mate. oh yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> dig at the uh, I mean, about the, the Nantex, but yeah. Um, <laughs> the, the thing about Obi-Wan, though, is that he was dropped by a huge amount in the last points change. Yeah. So it, it, it does show the impact that 
a significant points drop in a single pilot can have just on the identity of a faction. Obi-Wan's become probably, is he the most flown pilot at the moment? Yeah. Without um, a shadow of a doubt, just, the world, he was the most flown pilot at most yeah. tournaments. Now he is the most flown pilot. Yeah, I, I mean, it'll be interesting to see what they do with a number of different key components in Republic. Like, so at the minute, they've already bumped regen up, so it costs six to put an R2 unit on a on a Jedi. I think um, it should be more. But it could be more, but it costs, you know, four to put it on like a T-70 um, or a T-65. Um, we don't see people using it really in Resistance or, or in Rebel, um, but we see it everywhere in Republic. And that's because of the way that you can fly um, Jedi to just basically maximize those regen turns while you're disengaging, flying around a rock, coming back in again. Um, you get that one turn of downtime, so you get a shield back and then you can come back in. Um, I think the the conversation with regards Republic has to be more in the round. So you need to think about the faction as a whole and how it's being played because they've got a ton of pieces that just don't really see play. You know, you see a few people playing the N1s now, but really those have fallen away. People are now on just flat triple Jedi, maybe the old sinker swarm here and there. Um, but there's a load of stuff in there that, you know, we're not really seeing a huge amount of. Like, I think there were a handful of people did all right with the Y-Wings uh, worlds, but then that's two pilots, that's broadside and matchstick. Um, so, I, I mean, it'd be interesting to see what they do with the points cost on force, and it'll be interesting to see what they do with the points cost on regen. I think force is okay. I think they've already hammered the I-6s, so I think Anakin's going to stay where he is, okay. if not come back down a little bit, possibly. Um, in terms of his base cost. So, you know, if they're going to increase the cost of regen, they're going to increase the cost of a load of other stuff that's key to the faction. I think we might see the actual pilot costs come down a little bit or stay the same, apart from Obi, who I think will creep back up just a few points, not back to where he used to be. Yeah. I mean, I, I think Obi should go up. Um, I agree with regen. I think regen should maybe go up a bit, a little bit more again. Because, um, but... I think everyone else, everything else seems okay. Maybe drop the points on Oddball and still no one will take him. But, you know, um, I, I, I think everything seems pretty okay in Republic apart from Obi-Wan, really. I, what do you think, Colm? Um, I wouldn't be surprised if, like, a lot of the Jedi went up a point or two and then Obi-Wan up a bit. Or maybe something like CLT goes up a point or 7B goes up a point. I wouldn't be surprised to see that. But do you think they are quite strong? And then in terms of stuff that doesn't see play that could, I wouldn't be surprised to see Anakin in his Y-Wing come down quite a bit. You know, he sees absolutely no play. Oh, Anakin in the Y-Wing, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I was thinking yeah. Ani- Anakin in the Naboo then. I was like, no, mate, no, no. <laughs> no and the Naboo, like maybe... The I don't want to see that all the time. I see it enough with Rich Polly and I hate it. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I mean, the, the, the other thing with Republic is the, the torrents, you know, because the V-19, uh, the, the, the I-1 or I-2, whatever it is, generic, is, is really cheap, really good value, but you don't see any of the other torrents. So we might see some drops there just to try and bring some of those named pilots um, into kind of viability. Maybe. But like you see, the, they're the kind of the same point spacing as the Z95. If you look at the generics and then you go up through the named pilots, they go up by about the same amount. And you never see the named Z95s either. 
you know it's just no. those kind of you, ships aren't you, particularly you, exciting when you start investing points on initial I mean inventory. at least the Z95 the Z95 named pilots at least have decent abilities the, the torrent named pilots just don't um, the, the guy with the best ability has um, is I2 um, is it Tucker or Axe one of them has a, has, has a decent ability of I2 to pass tokens or to get tokens after other people shoot um, which is great you know but um, you look at Blount he got you know to the world's final so people are playing him um, because he's a three dice gun and he's really cheap and um, then Aaron, Aaron Crack and his action efficiency he's just not as good action efficiency as um, somebody like Jake Farrell or an AP5 or a, a Ewan with coordinate or whatever so um, I just think I just think the torrents of they need to be made cheaper because their pilot abilities are so bad you're you're paying a tax for having a named pilot with an ability and a higher initiative when it's just not adding anything to your squad so I don't know if they can fix that with points to be honest We'll see. We'll see. Um, so, um, moving on. Obviously, we've got all the factions to try and cover. Um, so, uh, going from another new faction, then um, something which I know everyone's going to want a points hammer. Um, but uh, sis, what do we reckon? Back up to twenty for the droids. Maybe. I think something's going to change. Yeah. Something in the form of either struts not necessarily only one of these but maybe a combination of would be struts the droids seer maybe some of the tack relays I think seer swarm is the one that really stands out as being maybe a little bit much yeah. I think seer is definitely going to go up um, I, 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 and without a shadow of a doubt I think seer is definitely going to see a points increase um, especially because his ability is so good Um I'm not too sure about the tack relays. Um, I think yeah, they're pointed. Fine. They're pointed pretty, pretty well in my eyes. Um, but um, I'm trying to think. I I I, I, I'll be honest with you. I do not know how to solve the problem to make them a bit more. Um, I, I don't know whether you put up the droids a point, and then or you put up the the struts a point. I, I really cannot see what the answer is. Because you don't want to make it more expensive than a TIE fighter, because it's not as good, and they haven't got Howl Runner or anything like that, you know. So, and they've only got two green dice, although they've got their, you know, shared calculate. So it's not as good as a TIE fighter, realistically. I don't think it's. it's so I think you put it's worth. On it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's worth having a um just like pointing people to the recent Fly Better slash Minox slash whatever podcast um which Paul Heaver like kind of was on and has talked at length about um sis and about the problems um because he says you know I'm flying it because it's busted um I'm flying it because it's so good it's like a 230 point squad and we've had these before um like mm-hmm. after other points changes the squads that seemed really really good get you know you see them after the points changes like Dre and three skurgs went up to being like a 224 point list or whatever and the the four horsemen scum list went up to being like a 230 point list and you know you, you see these changes and I, I guess the the challenge is that you know the list that he won with whatever it was um Chertek plus seven with a mixture of struts and um discords 
is that if you increase the points in anything, you're thinking, right, so I just have to drop struts off one and then drop discords off one. And then I've got the same list, but with one less discord missile or whatever. Um, yeah. So the, he, he talks at great length about it. And a lot of the other American podcasts are kind of talking about the the play experience of playing against swarms and how it can be confusing because grappling struts cost points. So some have them and some don't. So maybe seeing all of the droids going up, but grappling struts becoming a zero point upgrade. So everything goes up by two points, but grappling struts is a zero. So, you know, there's not a choice about whether you do or don't cut points by knocking a grappling strut off here and there. There's a load of different options um, that that you can investigate with, isn't there? Let's be honest. The issue is, if you put them up too high, is you, you, you essentially make a swarm faction unviable to take swarm, right? I mean, if you points increase it too much what is supposed to be a swarm faction no longer becomes a swarm faction and no one will fly it. Yeah, I, I think I think that's a fair point and I think they are going to still leave them as the faction that can comfortably put eight ships on the board. Yeah. Um, like not by squeezing them in with the lowest cost thing, but saying, right, actually I can have seven of the lowest cost thing and then an ace as well. Um, or I can have six plus, you know, two chunkier ships or whatever. Um, I think they will do that. I don't think you're going to see the cost of the base go up to 25. I think, like, whatever, 20 or 22, so it's still lower than the lower than the TIE Fighter and still gives you a bit of wiggle room to play about. Um, would probably be okay. But maybe, no, 22 is probably too high. But, um, yeah, I, as I say, it's, it's, it's a tough one because it's not just about the points for this, is it? It's about... Um, how you can look at what the impact is going to be on the overall lists. And if FFG are trying to do this with any finesse, then they might do something clever or try to do something clever. Um, if they don't care about finesse, they might just they might just nerf bat it and stick everything up by two points and say, go on, do what you like. But, you know, everything in SIS now costs two points more because, you know, it looks like it was too good. So yeah. we've increased it. So I we'll mean- see. Do do we reckon we're going to see a change on infiltrators or any of the bombardment drones or anything like that? Or, no, or I think I think they're fine. They're in a good spot. Might yeah, they're in a good like spot. Hate. That's why no one plays them. Something like hate <laughs> might come back down because you know that's gone from being quite popular on the infiltrators to disappearing to never being played. Yeah, so maybe coming back back down to I don't know five or six doesn't seem unreasonable to me. No. I think it's an it's an interesting kind of eighth step to the conversation, which we can touch on in dribs and drabs as we go through. Is about the generics, because you can significantly change the identity of a faction by making a generic cheaper. Um, so, like regen, you know, if you hike the cost of regen for anything within a share uh, with a agility three, um, or you know, if you just hike it for everybody, then all of a sudden rebel regen goes away. You're not going to have people running you know, things with three or two units in them if, if it costs too much, unless that's a feature of your list, of course. Mm. Um, but, um, yeah, it, it'd be interesting. And also with new stuff coming out, new generic content um, could again change the, you know, the, what a faction looks like. Yeah. So uh, we move on to the uh, well, the final. Before we move on, I'm just interested. Do we think we'll see any change in the Nantex? It's quite new, so you may yeah. expect not. But oh yeah, sorry, Chertak's going to go up. Fact, forty-nine points. He's too cheap. He's going to go up. Um, I think everything else might as well stay the same, but I think we'll see a move on Chertak. 
Um, the other two aren't getting played because Chertecki is just too viable um, for 49 points with Ensnare at an I-4. Yeah. Um, but, some fact, but I, I think Chirtec, it's fine. If Chertek goes up a bit, do you not start taking Burwer Kret? He's well, exactly. He's, his pilot ability is amazing, be it I-5. Well, yeah, possibly, yeah. That, But that's the whole point, right? You change the points to make other stuff viable because mm. some stuff is just too viable. So then you've got a choice. Do you take an upgrade? Do you take um, Chertek, who's a, like a bit... Because let's be honest, Chertek is one, was it one point more than the generic. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Come on. With that ability, he gets a double re-roll for one point more. I mean, even I'm not that daft. You know what I mean? I know I defend the Nantex, but that's just ridiculous, right? So, yeah, I think I think he'll go up, but I still think he'll be viable. But with him going up, it will start making you look at other things and going, ooh, you know. Personally, I want to see Gorgol see play, just because it's fun to say. <laughs> it's because you like Lord of the Rings and things like that, right? Like, yeah. Sounds sounds like a Lord of the Ringsy thing. He's from Minas Gorgol. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, final thing. Yeah, it was, but I, I just I just roll on with it. So uh, that's enough for the sis then. Um, if you've got your points and opinions, please, 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 uh, you know, point them out to us on the Facebook page when we put this out. Um, and, you know, we're more happy to discuss them. Um, next episode, what we'll do, we'll co- cover the, uh, the original three, so the Scum, the Rebel and Imperial factions, um, and look for the points there and see what we think. So all that's left to say is goodbye from Colin. Goodbye. Goodbye from Rich Polly. Goodbye. You can finally go to bed now, mate. I'm not good. <laughs> I'm sleeping 20. <laughs> and goodbye from myself. Till the next time on the Sith Takers Snapshots podcast. Ta-ra. When I was just a little girl, I asked my mother, what will I be? Will I be pretty? Will I be rich? Here's what she said to me. Que sera, sera. Whatever will be, will be. The future's not ours to see. Que sera, sera. What will be?